The Burt Show. All right, so let's get back to Shauna from yesterday, whose whole trajectory of her life and marriage might be changing right here, only because she wanted to realize how the finances in her house worked. Kristen? Yeah, so she has never taken care of the accounts, the money accounts, the finances, the bills. Her husband's always handled all of that. And she felt like she wanted to know more. So she started digging into some of the accounts and some credit cards and just wanting to, um, wanting to educate herself on their finances. And what she discovered when she was looking at their joint credit card, which she had never done, were these charges. And there were charges for lunches at expensive places. There were charges for dinners at expensive places. And she's like, my husband doesn't do business dinners. Um, I mean, he says he's working late sometimes, but never discloses that. And then the main thing was he told her he was out of town on business. And while he was out of town on business, there was a charge for a fancy restaurant that was not in the city that he was supposed to have been in. Oops. Exactly. Oops. Um, so we tried to troubleshoot and come up with, you know, like we said, maybe his credit card got stolen and he felt bad for the person and thought they needed some lobster in their life and hmm. he didn't challenge That's it. That's why he didn't cancel it. <laughs> exactly. Right um, so she now just has this nagging feeling that, okay, he's buying dinners for somebody. Who is he buying dinners for? Is he cheating on me? Hey, Shauna, good morning. Good morning. Thank you guys for... Yeah hanging out with me. Yeah, don't thank us yet. You've just been pulled over yeah. by the cop. All right. We don't, we don't know if we're giving you a ticket or not yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. So in a case like this, you know, I brought this up yesterday also. You have been married for how long? Uh, about 10 years. 10 years. Uh, any reason at all to distrust your husband over the course of the last decade? No, not not really. I mean, we have normal couple things, you know, um, like, like, you know, like, I don't know, like, we have normal couple things that you like do white lies about like, no, I totally put the seat mm -hmm. down when I was, <laughs> when I was in there, you know? So no, I, no, just, no past infidelity, no past being inappropriate or anything like that. So when this comes, I'm just curious. So when something like this comes up and you, it's, you certainly are curious, why is the default immediately to, oh my God, my husband might be cheating on me. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's like, like, we just see these things right in movies and TV and you, you, you hear stuff like this on the radio. So it's like, oh, God, am I now one of those people on the radio um, that has been like duped, essentially, right? Um, I, you know, I, I don't know. It's like, one day, everything's fine. And then all of a sudden, it goes against your normal like it, it causes for pause and concern and you're like this, you know, this can't be happening to me too. He's not like, is he cheating on me? Is he not cheating on me? What, what's happening? So I just feel, I feel really stupid. Um, not like, you know, like I think in, in a marriage, you, you start splitting things up because things are easier, right? Like, yeah, we don't, I'll cook dinner. You do the finances. I'll take care of car maintenance. You, you know, hire a nanny or whatever. It's just you divide and conquer so that you can spend more quality time together. And um, I, I don't know. So I'm just, I'm feeling really overwhelmed and yeah. Okay. So one last question before we give you the results here, because we did test them with uh, To Catch a Cheater War of the Roses. Um, why not? I mean, if you've got a decade with him uh, and there's something not making sense, why not go directly to him? Uh, well, thank you for calling me out on that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it seems like kind of an obvious question. Easier said than done. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. I think, I don't know. I don't know if other women can relate, but I think sometimes, you know, you, you make concessions and you, you're like, oh, I, I won't bring this up. I'll keep the peace. It's not a big deal. And then, you know, a little thing starts turning into a bigger thing. And like, I don't want to. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. So maybe it's easier not to know the truth or because sometimes uh, you, I don't know. yeah, your mind plays tricks on you. Cause like you want to know, but you don't. Right. Know. Cause it could change everything. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you asked us to do to catch a cheater war of the roses, which we did. And mm -hmm. Mo has got the results and he'll read them off for you. 
All right, okay. so we, we sent a fake promotional email to the email address that Shauna provided for him, and he was offered a free bouquet of flowers and was able to choose from several options with pictures. In exchange, he was asked to share 10 promo codes for 30% off a future order with his friends and family. And he could choose from the following. One, love is in the air. Two dozen long-stemmed radiant red roses, the timeless gift for the one your soul desires. Two, southern charm. Peonies, lilacs, and magnolias, delicately arranged in a blue and white vase, perfect for that southern bell in your life. Three, hello sunshine, brighten anyone's day with this bright and bold medley of sunflowers, orange roses, craspedia, and mixed greenery gathered in a rustically elegant galvanized pail. Rustically, yeah. Rustically. Four, pops of pink petals, all pink and nothing but pink, for the ultimate girly girl. She will love this clear glass vase bursting with nothing but pink panties. And the first promotional email was sent at 9.32 a.m., and he placed an order at 10.02 a.m. He didn't waste no time. Mm-mm. He saw free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he ordered, love is in the air, two dozen long stem radiant red roses, the timeless gift for the one your soul desires. He requested that they be delivered and sent Saturday morning to a residential address, and the name is to be sent to Laura. The note on the card says, "Just because you're on my mind." Shawna, is your real name? Is your real name Laura? No, it's definitely not Laura. All right, then we got problems. Yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry. Oh my god. So what am I gonna do? So I am really curious um, if this residential address is in the same zip code as the charge that you saw that didn't make a whole bunch of sense either. Which we can totally yeah. send to you. Which we could totally send yeah. to you. Yeah. Yeah. What? Oh, you guys, what am I going to do? I feel so sick. I, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out if this were me and I just find this out, what do you do? I mean, do you directly... Confront him? Yeah. I would. You do, right? Absolutely. You, yeah. you can't let this go. No, yeah. no, no, no. Um, so like, do I do more snooping or I do I just? I, I, I think you have plenty. Yeah. Yeah. I think you have plenty. And then, I mean, what if, like, what if he lies? Like, oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it opens up a whole bunch of questions. Uh, that's for sure. And you'll have a million of them right now. So let us let you go. You got a lot to think about, a lot to chew on. And then uh, if you need our help with anything, give us a call if you need any guidance. And we'll try to help you through it. But um, please follow up with us and let us know how it all goes, okay? Okay. Thank you guys so much. All right. Good luck. Uh, Bye-bye. That sucks. Yeah, that ain't good, Mo. Nope. That's not good. It's horrible. The Burt Show. All right, moving on, Abby. You want to give singles a pat on the back. You know, some people just don't understand how hard it is out there. Yeah, I do. So over the weekend, I had posted this TikTok that had really resonated with me and a lot of my single girlfriends. And so I decided, you know what? I have a lot of single girls that follow me. I'm going to share it and see if it resonates with them as well. And to my surprise, my DMs flooded Mm -hmm. after I posted it. Every, like every DM that I opened was the same remark of, oh my gosh, this hit me right where it hurts. This is exactly how I feel. I wish people that have been out of the single game for a long time could acknowledge some of the struggle that comes with being a single person out in the world and not having a partner to rely on. So I'll share the clip with you, and then I will continue to talk about why it just really (laughs) hits so hard with singles. This one's for all the single girls out there because we don't hear this nearly enough. If you're going to work every day, then coming home and cleaning your own house, cooking your own meals, paying your own bills, I want you to know how proud of you I am. No partner to split rent with or to bring you coffee in bed or cook dinner for you when you've had a horrible work day or build furniture together or remind you that you did, in fact, blow that candle out. I know so many women who have jumped from relationship to relationship, never truly stopping to be single for any extended period of time. And I think it's because of fear, but they'll also never know how rewarding it is. I got very distracted by the saxophone. I know. I, know. Right? I, 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 I didn't pro- think. <laughs> <laughs> did not. I promise being a single girl does not come with a jazz quartet. <laughs> there is not a saxophonist following me around my apartment. But this video is like this girl, you know, she's trying to have one of those aesthetic type of cleaning videos where she's tidying up her little apartment <laughs> and she's cooking dinner for herself. And it makes it, it almost romanticizes how it would look to be single. But really, it's like me at 2 a.m. on a Saturday eating Ben and Jerry's. Like, it's not cute. <laughs> But I was listening to this and it really hit with me, especially this week, because I've had so many small instances of being like, 
like, oh crap moments. Like I'm out here by myself. And if this had actually happened, I would be screwed because I'm out by myself. So a couple of things that had happened was like, I had like pulled a muscle and I literally couldn't walk in my apartment for like a good solid five minutes. And I thought, shoot, out here by myself, no one here to support me. When I was in the cold plunge earlier this week and I thought I was going to drown, I thought, shoot, <laughs> out here by myself, no one out here to pick me up if I fall. And I kind of just feel like that all the time. And I know so many of my single girlfriends feel that way, just in the small moments of like when you come home from work and you're starving and there's nothing but like unbaked chicken and a bag of salad in the fridge. And not only are you sitting in your apartment by yourself alone, I'm making it sound horrible, but it's not really that bad. Yeah, my single experience has been very different than I think most people's single experience. I I, I have I enjoyed being single so much that I'm struggling to transition into being in a relationship. And like, she doesn't even live in the same city. And it's still a struggle. <laughs> I still don't feel like I have enough space to myself. <laughs> Baby, I need a little more space. I know you're in New York right now, but can you move to Maine? Yes. A <laughs> little more distance, please. Why not move across the ocean? Like, what? what's keeping her back from going to Europe? A boat, probably, that's it. <laughs> but I just had so many people feeling the exact same way of like you have to do so much for yourself all the time and nobody recognizes the small moments that you constantly have to like domestic labor is for real like we've talked about that on the show before about how that's like a complete job in itself and so really like you go to your job work from nine to five or whatever your hours are and then you come home and you have your own job of taking care of yourself maybe your cat like me, and your apartment, and feeding yourself. It's like having two full-time jobs. And there's no part of you that loves that. And there's a part of me that loves being alone, but it does get a little exhausting. Like, I love, I'm an introvert, so I like being by myself. I don't have a problem coming home to an empty apartment sometimes, but sometimes it would be nice to walk through the door and have somebody ask you how your day is. Someone be like, oh, I picked up dinner for us, because you really are out here doing everything for you. It doesn't bother you to be alone, but occasionally it feels lonely. It feels a little lonely and it does, I think, add to just kind of the everyday exhaustion of your responsibilities and the work because there's nobody out here really supporting you. Like mm -hmm. you have to do everything. And sometimes there's a freedom in that, but sometimes it really is like... So you sometimes it would just be nice to have a, a man to ask me how my day is <laughs> and to ask me if I want to go get dinner. So I, I think a lot of women out there felt the exact same way when I shared this because mm -hmm. every message that I got said, you know, it would be really nice. So I almost feel like we should all form some kind of like commune uh -huh. where we all just rotate <laughs> being partners for each other. Did you see the girlfriends who did that? No. What yes. There, there are like, I think like six girlfriends or something like that. And they bought this, they all went in together, bought this huge house and they have like their little girlfriend commune compound what? and they each have different days that they're responsible for a dinner. Um, so they do huh. that cooking for that night for everybody and they alternate like responsibilities, but it's just like six girlfriends living the dream in their girlfriend house. Really? I yeah. have a friend of a friend who they both went through, uh, well, she went through a divorce and her best friend went through a divorce. So they took their kids and moved in together. Oh my gosh. This is like a Barbie dream wow. house. Really? It not, takes a village not for a, sure. Yeah. Not a relationship. Yeah. They're just best friends, but they're like, you know what? We know each other the best. Our kids are friends. This didn't work out. So we're going to be each other's, yeah, village essentially. Mm. Well, if you have a good credit score, hit me up. We can go in on a, on a house together. The Bird Show. So their kid is getting baptized, and they are wondering if they should invite their atheist friend to the baptism. And there's there's a plot <laughs> twist that it makes it even weirder. So um, I consider myself Episcopalian, though I, you know, in full transparency, haven't been to like Sunday service in years, but I used to go for the big holidays and I was pretty religious in high school, actually. And my husband is an atheist, um, but he's always been super supportive. He's always been like, even if I've been feeling down, he'll be like, I think you need to like reconnect with your religion. And he's always been very supportive of it. So just so I have it right, agnostic is, oh, Oh, no, atheist is, oh, no, no, it's all. There is no there sky is no, daddy. There is no, right. Atheist is. <laughs> what? There is no sky daddy. Sky daddy. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, I have to double check, but I think agnostic is one doesn't exist at all, and atheist is I don't believe. Okay. I'm pretty sure, but I could get that wrong. I think you're correct. Yeah. Agnostic is kind of like, I'm not sure. 
Yeah, yeah, whatever. He doesn't believe in, in God or religion, but he supports me, um, which I've always appreciated about him. He's attended Christmas Mass with me. Like, he is down to support me. Just for him, that is not a thing. So when we had our kids, um, we were in an interesting predicament choosing godparents because obviously I have my religious upbringing and I would like my kids to have godparents, but he is an atheist and wants our kids to know it, be well-rounded. So he's not against me baptizing them and all that, but again, wants that that fair sort of splitting of the godparents. So I have, my best friends are twins and they're both Catholic. So each of my kids have two godmothers and they have a godfather, which is from my husband Chad's like friend group, but their godfather is an atheist. Mm. And that's where it gets weird because how can you be a godfather and be atheist? But we figured this way, both of our beliefs would be represented. So if our kids ever have questions in the future, Mm. they will have somebody they can ask about religion and Christianity to their godmothers. And then if they wanted to ask about atheism, um, and again, his friend is like super smart dude. They're not anti-religion. They just don't believe in it. Does that make sense? I want to be very clear. They're not hating on people who like Sky Daddy. Exactly. Yes. But that's just not their thing. He's like a, he's a scientist. So (laughs) you you love that Sky Daddy. I've never heard that before. (laughs) That's beautiful. So um, I'm like, that sounds great. So we're getting ready to have a joint baptism for them both, which I know is weird. People in my call, who know, like my daughter's almost four, my son is 18 months, but there was COVID and all this mm-hmm. stuff in between and my family's all over the place. So trying to align schedules and all of that. Curious with your, um, with your church, because I'm, I'm a godparent to several kids. Some churches have, I don't want to call it a rule, mm. but like you have to be baptized in order to be the child's godparent. Depending on the religion. Well, so that's where it gets. So I actually don't have a church. So um, and I wanted this anyway, regardless. Tommy's wife, Renee, married Chad and I. And so she's going to baptize Hazel and Max as well. She's already started working on the prayer. She's going to start a dear sky daddy. (laughs) 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 Would love it. Everyone would love it. Um, So and we're going to rent a space like there's there are churches Mm -hmm. we can rent. And that way, like we're not in front of a congregation who doesn't know us. It's going to be like a small family kind of affair. But. In doing this, I'm like, of course, I'll invite the godmothers and we are going to invite the god, you know, I'm going to call him a godfather for the sake of this break, um, your friend to be at the ceremony. And Chad's like, why? He's an atheist. He's not going to participate in the ceremony. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. He doesn't have to. But I figured he would want to be there as it's a baptism and he's their Mm -hmm. godfather, although not really godfather, like he's their atheist godfather. And it's very (laughs) convoluted. But in my head, I'm like, he should have representation and he should be there for this big moment Mm -hmm. for his godchildren. But Chad's like, that is dumb. He's an atheist. This is a religious (laughs) ceremony. I'm all for it. I'll be there as their father. The godmothers will be there. He doesn't need to fly in for this. And so I'm like, well, should we at least invite? I, I'm conflicted on what to do because huh. I want him to be feel included. Yeah. So let me ask you this question and don't get it all twisted if you're listening right now. Be smarter than this. Um, so like, would you only have other Christians or other Catholics there? What if I wanted to attend or you were going to invite me as at least by blood, Jew. Um, let's say there was somebody of the Hindu faith that didn't believe in the same God that you guys did. How is it really any different? I think the difference is, um, and I agree I agree with you, I think the difference, the sticking point is the participation in the ceremony in some way or standing up there or just being acknowledged as part of the ceremony because he is, this guy is a significant figure in my kids' lives. lives. He's their uncle, like he is very much a part of it. And I think I'm so hung up on the tradition of baptism and you have everyone there and that doesn't really apply to his specific role, but I wouldn't want to leave him out. But Chad's like, why would you have an atheist come and be part of a Christian religious ceremony? And he's an atheist. He may not want to, but my thing is like, well, let's invite him Mm -hmm. and you know, we can work it where like, I don't need him to like pledge to teach the children about God, but like, I feel like he should maybe be highlighted in some way or like just denoting his significance in the relationship. Mm -hmm. I see what you're saying. And I, I would, I would invite him and be like, listen, we, we know your beliefs and we respect Hmm. them. And it's actually one of the reasons why we want you to be, um, our, our children's godfather. 
Um, by no means do you need to participate in the ceremony, but we would love to have you present if you want to be there. I think that's totally okay. Uh, so I might have a kind of a crunchy thought on this one here, mm-hmm. right? Um, from my understanding and my education on Jesus is that Jesus was all loving, man. So why would you not even invite an atheist into his house because he would still love somebody that didn't even believe in him. So he should be there and be part of the ceremony. Well, and I agree, like, but I think that's looking at it through the religious lens and Chad's looking at it through the atheism lens. Like he doesn't believe in Sky Daddy. He's not going to take part in Sky Daddy rituals because he doesn't believe in them. But I think the way I re- view a baptism is more than just a religious ceremony. It's like kind of a landmark thing in it if you believe yeah Mm -hmm. it is and I want him to be part of that like that party and that milestone but it's sort of like I feel like the equivalent to go back to your example would be inviting uh, somebody who is of the Hindu Hindu religion to take part in a Christian ceremony and that's not their religion so why would they do that even if they were your kid's godparent Mm -hmm. like if somebody is Jewish and practices Judaism would they ever do a Christian religious ceremony? Mm, And I I wouldn't feel comfortable asking Mm, that mm, of somebody of a different faith. Huh, Tommy? Cassie, you should have like an atheist uh, section for the ceremony (laughs) and put a bunch of space heaters around so they get... So they get used to the heat that they're going to be experiencing. Oh, that would be the dirt daddy section. <laughs> I believe it's fire daddy. Yes. <laughs> yeah, sky daddy and fire daddy. Are you looking for excitement in Atlanta? Well, you got it right down the street at Mercedes Benz. That's where Atlanta United plays. And I've been telling you for years. It's one of the most exciting nights that you will have with your family. Soccer is different. It's just different than going to a football game, baseball game. There is no downtime. I mean, the excitement lasts the entire game at an Atlanta United match. And it doesn't even matter if you're really, really into soccer or not. I'll tell you one way to get into soccer. Just go to one Atlanta United game and you will get caught up in the excitement so much that you'll become a lifelong fan. I'm telling you this right now. I love bringing my son Hollis there. I love bringing his friends there. I know it's going to be a safe family event, and I know I'm going to walk out of there. I got some memories now with my kids. So don't look any further. You got one of the best soccer teams in the country right here in our own backyard, Atlanta United. Just give it one try, Atlanta United. You can always get your tickets at atlutd.com. Listen. It's the Bird Show. All right, so what do you got going on in your life you want to share with the Bird Show via email? Here, we're going to move on. And is it bad parenting? And I've known plenty of parents that have done this, paid their kids for good grades. I got paid. Did you get paid? I did not. I got a dollar. You got a dollar for an A. Mm-mm. Um, no, um, my dad used to say that's something you're supposed to do. I shouldn't have to pay you to get good grades. You're supposed to get good grades. All right, so the email reads, hi, P1 here. FYI, I've moved from Atlanta to Texas to Wisconsin to New Jersey and back to Atlanta again over the last 12 years and have been listening to you religiously. Thank you for that dedication. You are most definitely a P1. Wanted to get your perspective on something we are doing with our son, who's a freshman in high school. We've always stressed academics. We will allocate tens of thousands of dollars for a car based on his grades. So the system's a little complicated, Mm -hmm. you guys. So pay attention to what they've done here. He's eligible to get $20,000 for a 3.9. It would go up 3,000 for each 0.1 above that. Mm -hmm. And you can graduate with an elevated GPA depending on what courses you take. Oh, yeah. I met somebody this weekend who had a daughter that had a six point something because it's all like AP classes and they're kicking ass in all of them. I've never heard of it going yeah. that high, but what? No, I just, it's a world that I'm unfamiliar yeah, with. Yeah, right. I mean, believe it or not, I had an elevated GPA when I graduated. You wouldn't know it now. Um, <laughs> or not was one of the options. Yeah. <laughs> We just, we didn't have that at our school, but if, I guess if you are taking AP or college Mm -hmm. style classes, that makes sense. All right. So it would go up $3,000 for each 0.1 above the 3.9. All right. It would decrease by 2,000 for each 0.1 below that. So you get 20,000 for a Mm 3.9. If he rolls in with a 3.8, they're going to, he's going to get 18,000. All right. He doesn't get anything if he gets a below, if he gets below a 3.3. This would be based on his cumulative grade after his sophomore year. 
The money would only be allocated towards a car slash transportation and anything associated with that. He would have to make decisions on the type of vehicle because he would be responsible for the maintenance and any additional insurance if he got a ticket or accident. We've also given him the option to not buy a car. He can use that money towards Ubering instead. Whatever money is left over when he graduates, he can use it towards anything he wants. I can see how this may look to others. But note, my son has developed great fundamentals. He's learned the hard way to manage his money and self-discipline. He's in all the advanced classes and getting all A's so far. He's also well-rounded. He's excelling in wrestling, which is tough physically and mentally. Now we're working on his leadership. Thanks for reading. As a longtime listener, I'll be tickled to hear this on the air. Thanks, loyal fam. Yeah, what do you need our advice for? Your kid's kicking ass. It sounds like uh, it. <laughs> clearly, everything you're doing is working. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. keep doing what you're doing. Who cares? Uh, parenting, you know, to me is the same as uh, relationships that we keep talking about. They only need to make sense to you guys. So you obviously have a system in place here where your kid is kicking ass. So keep doing it. Yeah, I don't really know what they're is this, are they looking for validation. Like, congrats on being a great parent. Um, and also, like, shout out to you for, you know, fo- focusing on a, on a positive way to encourage him to get good grades. And also, the pretty penny for a car, $20,000. Most people I know mm-hmm. did not get anywhere near that much for their first car. I know some people, like, there's two takes on, like, an instance like this where, like, kids... You shouldn't pay kids to get good grades. Like, that should just, like, something they do. And then also, when it comes to making them work for a car, people, like, and obviously, this is coming from a privileged place, if you can even, you know, provide your child with a vehicle, um, that you had a kid, so you are responsible for making sure they have certain things, and that would be transportation. I I never got paid. (laughs) Are you? I No. You're not responsible for that as a parent. That's a, that's what, an add-on right okay, there. Okay, so you have kids. What's the bare minimum? Like, what are you, if you choose to have a child, if you choose to bring a child into this world, what are you responsible for? There are some that would say, feed them. Okay. I give them a home. Okay. Close them the back. Now you're on your own. No, you've got to, trans- well, you have to make sure they have transportation to school. Well, sure. Whatever that course. looks like. Right. Yes. I mean, but in this country, you should be able to uh, walk to the bus stop and take a bus. Uh-huh. Okay. So, I mean, those are your basics right there. Okay. Well, I think, like, love. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, of course. (laughs) Healthcare. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But outside of that, I know there are some that won't give their kids any kind of allowance also for doing chores around the house. This is your house, too. You got to, like, participate. It's so, so I'm back and forth because I didn't get paid for grades, but my best friend did, or friends did. And when I brought it up to my dad, he kind of just, like, laughed at me as if I was joking. Just no. But hearing this, I'm like, in the real world, which I think is what we're all prepping kids for, you work to get paid, mm-hmm. right? There is a financial incentive to do well at your job, promotions, bonuses, et cetera. So why not, mm-hmm. if school is a child's work, why should there not be, if you can, why should there not be a financial incentive? However, when you bring up chores around the house, uh-uh, mm-hmm. that's part of living. That's part of life. There is no financial incentive when you're an adult to do your chores. It is just part of basically surviving. So my kids will not be getting paid to do chores, but they'll get paid to do above and beyond, like washing a car or mowing the mm-hmm. lawn or something like that. Good morning, Al Shea. You are part of the Burt Show. Hi. Good morning, Burt Show fam. I literally, I was just going to say the same thing. I believe since the system is building these kids to be workers anyway, going to school and, and getting good grades, that is your reward, getting paid to do that. So I see nothing wrong with it. I appreciate your call. Thank you very much. It's the Burt Show. Listen, it's the Burt Show. Haley, I think you are going through something that a majority of parents are dealing with with young kids. Oh my God, yes. Okay, how old is your son, Kai? He just turned 11. And he wants to do what? Start his own YouTube channel. Oh, wow. No, no. no. Okay. So I have uh, 11-year-old niece and nephews and... I can see it in her eyes that this is something she would love to do as well. Yeah, and I've been fighting it. He's been wanting it, and and I'm like, no, no. <laughs> and at one point, it was like, I don't know, six or seven months ago, I kind of was like, maybe, and I actually, those words came out of my mouth, the maybe, and then he was on me, like, can I do it? Can we do it? Can we set it up today? Can we set it up today? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I can't, I can't get mad at him for that because he's like me. He's very persistent. He asks for what he wants, but I try to limit YouTube watching in general because 
I mean, he would just watch mindless crap for yeah. hours. And a lot of it is mindless. Like there's, there are some that have educational value to them. And then there are others that are just drivel. And there are, there are a couple of channels that he really likes. Like there's this, these guys make so much money. The dude, perfect. The trick shot guys. Um, and, uh, they even like had like a concert thing that I brought them to. And so they, and I think that's where they made all their money was on YouTube doing these like crazy trick shots. Um, but he's just, I mean, constantly like uh, I'll come home and I could see he's on it. I'm like, get off of YouTube. So now just the fact of him like going to stare at it. Oh my God, I got likes. I got subscribers that uh. I could just see the addiction and the mindless stuff. So anyway, I've been trying to avoid it. Does now, he have a premise? Is there something specific that he wanted to do? Um, be on YouTube. Okay, okay. All right. <laughs> so he found a way to circumvent me. Oh, he did? Yes, he did. Is it is it his mother? Uh, no, no. Mom's on board with that because yeah. she'll go, ask your dad. Mm-hmm. I'm like, thanks. You're leaving that, all that decision-making weight on me. Well. So him and one of his best friends who live in the neighborhood decided that they would get his dad to start a YouTube channel, like a secondary channel underneath him. Oh, so wait, so the dad already uh, has a YouTube channel? Well, his, yeah, the dad has, well, he has a YouTube account. Okay. So he let my son and his son start one under his account. Time with, out, without time a, out. Yeah, go without ahead. Without asking you or your well, wife's permission? Well, I mean, it's technically his. No, but your kid's a part of it. And so you can't start a YouTube channel and put another parent's child's face on the internet. I'm not worried about, like... We are. I'm worried. Yeah, that's uh-uh. wrong. You yeah. can't do that. Well, why not? Because I mean, like, see, I, that doesn't make me mad. Like, it, like, it's not the... I'm not trying to hide his face. I know as, you're as, not. But as, as, like, parent to parent, it just seems like that is, one, common decency, common courtesy, like, whatever you want to say, proper protocol... Like, if somebody put my kid on their YouTube channel and didn't get parental consent, that's a huge issue. Now you're making me mad. Now I'm going to have to send him a, a nasty letter. No, and I love the, I love his parent, this kid's parents, and okay. I love the kid. He's a really good kid. Um, and they do a lot for my son. They take him constantly out to dinner, and, and they're just really, they're both really, really good kids. So, but now what's making me even more mad is the amount of success they are having with these stupid videos. Okay. Like, I, I am more pissed off about that than anything else. So your son could have been getting all the credit. See? See what you did? Yeah. Well, I mean, they are getting all the credit. So so the name of their channel is It Hurts. And, so, and this up. is Kai and his buddy, his little yeah. friend. And so they have a, their own YouTube channel called It Hurts. Yes. And what are they doing? Stupid, <laughs> mindless nonsense little skits uh, you know uh-huh. that they're doing but do you realize okay so now i haven't had all the time to execute as much marketing as i would have liked to with my podcast um i do do a little bit but i'm kind of been a one man army and as i'm building this team and you believe it or not in like weeks he is already he has like 10 times more subscribers than me he's got <laughs> videos that have views of like 10,000 and i'm like i don't have a video that's been viewed 10,000 times are you sure because i just did a search on youtube i cannot find his channel yeah i think it's it hurts it hurts uh, how successful can it be it hurts me <laughs> um i think that's what it's called it's got like a bullseye icon uh, well so he so he's you didn't want him to do it but he found a way to do it and now he's doing it and, and so now he's having success so now okay. i'm like well you should ask him for advice yeah <laughs> hey help me produce some mindless crap that's gonna get me lots of hits well, I'm like, okay, so I mean, I can't fight. So do I just let him just have a chat? He's going to have it anyway. No, he's not. And so why can't I make money off of him? <laughs> why can't I hone in on that and be like one of those parents that's just selling their kids out? Raking in the dough. Well, yeah, right? Some like, of those kids make bank, dude. I know. Like this kid that opens up stupid toys. Like, here, here's this Barbie doll, and I'm going to make... Millions. A million, yeah, millions. millions. You can't find it, Abby? No, I can't find it. Oh, Sorry. Well. Send it it's to me. It's there. I will. I'll send it to you. But yeah, I'm very upset. So <laughs> I need therapy about it. The Bird Show.
All right, on to some email here. So if you got something going on in your life you want to share with the Burt Show, try to get some advice from Burt Show fam all over the city, go ahead and hit us up at theburtshow.com. In this case, her sister's offering her 30 bucks a day to babysit her two kids. Is she getting taken advantage of? What is like the going right now? Um, it's not $30 a day. I can tell you that for <laughs> dang sure. Um, but we can look that up as far as like what the average daycare is just exorbitant. And is it then, crazy? Oh my God. There's a, there's, there could potentially be, this has been a huge issue. Um, and there could potentially be also a daycare shortage and parents were freaking out, not knowing what they're going to do. But a lot of parents have been lamenting that they literally work just so they can pay somebody else to watch their kids. Yeah, and and it's, it's really, really deflating. I mean, this is just pure capitalism here. Also, if there are less people that are in the profession, they can charge more. Yes. Right. All right, so the letter reads, Hey, Burt Show, is my sister taking advantage of me? I am very currently blessed to be able to stay home with my son eight months. Recently, though, I've been given the opportunity to babysit two little girls, eight and two, from my church. Their mom, a former nanny, is paying $80 a day for me to babysit her two daughters two days a week. My twin sister is now starting to work full-time in retail this coming Monday. She's asked me to come up with a weekly price to babysit her son, who is four, four days a week. After discussing with my husband, we decided $50 a day, $200 a week as a minimum because she's family. After discussing with her husband, they don't like the very, exp uh, very expensive rate we offered and are suggesting a rate of $30 a day. I love my nephew but that's literally less than half of the family from church. My husband thinks this is unreasonable and slightly insulting and isn't willing to accept that. Minimum wage in Idaho is $7.25 and she'd be paying about half of minimum wage. Mm -hmm. Am I in the wrong because he's, uh, because he's family? Are we the unreasonable ones? P.S. She just got a $6 raise in addition to working full-time hours Facebook listener, Sierra. All right, moms on the show are going to have to get in on this one. one 855 is in my mind, I would try to make this very business-like and take the family part of it right out. You have to. Um, but most people in a family can't do that because they're going to throw that family thing around. Mm -hmm. I, look, I would just make it a business thing. Let's sit down and talk about it okay. and look about it like it's a math problem. Yeah, and it's one of those where you come up with, um, you know, you're, you're throwing first offers out there mm -hmm. and then you, like, you negotiate. So you said you know, 50. She said 30. So go back at her with 40. I think that's fair. And I don't have kids, but I do know that it's been a really difficult thing for my friends that have just started having babies. I mean, it's like you said, Kristen, it's like a second mortgage when it comes to childcare. Mm -hmm. So I think you got to do the best you can to get the deal that makes sense for both of you. But yeah, it ain't an easy thing. Mm -mm. Like, what's up, Cass? Um, you hold out for that higher dollar amount. Just because your family decided to have a baby does not make you obligated to give them free child care. Mm -hmm. um, and this is someone who would love to have family nearby to give me free child care. Because it really does take a village, but we're in a time now where you have to hire your village. And I don't think it's fair for one person to make a decision and then expect everyone else to sacrifice because of your decision. Now, I think giving a prorated rate for family is a really nice thing to do. I also don't think that's necessary because you mm -hmm. could be sitting somebody else's kids and making that bank. Why should you have to make less money and suffer unless you know your fam's in a really hard, tough like position and you want to help them out? Yeah. You shouldn't have to cut back on your life so that they can live theirs. You should look at it like it's a bit a business decision yeah. mm -hmm. and there's no blood involved whatsoever. Because even if you do take this job and you take it for less money, you're just going to like feel like you're getting taken advantage of. Because you are. Because you are. Yeah. <laughs> right, let's get Holly on hold here. Holly's coming on hold. Here we go. Holly, Holly. Old Holly. <laughs> hey, Holly. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. How are you? Good. All right. So she thinks that she is being taken advantage of because she's the sis here. That's that's not the case, actually, because you're not paying daycares by the hour. That would be more of a babysitting rate. Mm -hmm. But in, like at the end of the day, I pay a daycare way less than seven fifty an hour, whatever she says, minimum wages, because you're you're paying like for the whole week. Mm -hmm. Now, if if she was paying a date, like a babysitter for like 
you know, two hours to watch her kid at the end of the night outside of daycare hours, absolutely, you know, paid 10 to $15 an hour for that. But for work hours, I pay a daycare two, two, no, 150 a week. So if she's charging her family mm. 200 a week, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's going to be a little bit steeper than an actual daycare would mm. charge. Okay. And it's for four days, not five. And it's for four days, not five. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think there's our answers. The Bird Show. All right, so we're always, we have this debate quite a bit. When everybody, when you go out on a date, who's going to, how are you going to split the bill? Is the dude going to take charge? Is, is the woman going to go, look, no, 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 I'm my own woman. I'm independent. I don't need your cash. So how is it split up? All right, so the first one I'm going to play for you is a video that went viral of a woman explaining a savage response she has if a man expects to split the bill with her. And then shortly after that, we're going to debate this new dating theory, and that's that a woman shouldn't sleep with a man until he spent $2,000 on them. What? Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. All right, let's take these one at a time. Yep, so here's the first one. So this is at PearlBots on Instagram, and I saw this on Lad Bible, and it's... It's, she's giving women advice on what they should do if a man expects her to split the bill. When a man wants to go 50-50 with you on a date, do this. Oh my God, I'm so embarrassed right now. Um, wait, you wanted to just be friends? <laughs> I'm so confused this whole entire time. I thought this was a date. Oh my God. Okay, I'm so sorry. Here's my card. You watch, dude, put that money up. I'm not mad at that. That's yes. I'm actually not mad at that. That is really solid. That's pretty good. That is. And they actually, they even put in the caption, um, that's chess, not checkers. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Not yeah. a problem, but that's, I guess this is not a date. That's beautiful. And it plays on the ego the same way uh, your trick does with the Tesla. Yes. Oh, oh my God. That's the new Taurus. That's so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard such good things about them. And you, you can get them for a steal, right? Like they're super cheap. I see the T on your car. It's a Taurus. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Man, Tesla owners would be pissed. All right. So then I came across this article that there's a new dating technique that has emerged and it's going viral on social media as well. And it's the two thousand dollar date rule okay so let me read dating expert Jana Hawking says there is a theory going around social media that encourages women to hold off on getting into the bedroom until a man has spent a decent amount of money on them she actually discovered this theory from a dating podcast um, a dating podcast host called tink now the first reason why this new rule is kind of growing on me says Jana is that if a guy is willing to go on enough dates to warrant $2,000 out of pocket, then there's a fair chance the guy is probably properly invested in you. And then she also goes, I mean, if a libido can withstand that many dates, then he's a keeper. Um, That's kind of (laughs) shallow, but whatever. Then she goes, the second reason I like this rule, and I think most importantly, is spending that amount of time together without getting distracted by nakedness might actually help us get all those icks out of the way nice and early. Now, she admitted she wasn't on board with the concept at first because two grand is a lot of money to spend on Mm. someone. But she's coming around to it because the sum of money would definitely give you enough time to work out whether this person was worth going all the way in. Now, she goes, this doesn't apply to people who are very wealthy because they could drop, you know, drop two grand at the drop of a hat. He's taking you to Chili's going, check, two th- I'm going to tip you. Here's $2,000. <laughs> but yeah, so it's the $2,000 rule. Don't sleep with him until he spent $2,000 on you. I like that they're like, this isn't for the really rich. I'm like, if you can spend $2,000 yes. on dates, you're rich. That is literally like right. 40 dates at Chili's Th- at 50 bucks a pop. There's so much offensive about this. I would think, Cassie, you'd be running with this. First of all, it's assuming that um, men have more value, that women are just there to not be physical also, right? Where women have needs also. Why do they have to wait? For $2,000, right? It turns everything into a monetary transaction. Yeah, right? And it places, like, the man has to spend everything. There's no equality in the relationship. It's using men. Mm -hmm. So you spend a 1000 bucks and you decide it doesn't work out. And y'all have just... But it's just so dumb. Like, that's not what (laughs) relationships are about. There's no monetary value. And it's the same way if they had come to the table and said, uh, guys, if she hasn't put out by the third date, well, then she's not interested in you. I'd be equally as mad. Like, it's just... 
Stop trying to place these stupid parameters on dates. Yeah, $2,000 means completely different things to different people. Even if you're not like exorbitantly wealthy, it's easier for a guy making six figs to drop 2000 in a month. And then, you know, you're getting laid in four weeks. Whereas <laughs> if somebody's still like in the entry level parts of their job, like $2,000 is a very significant amount of money. So you're like waiting like six, seven months. And it just seems like a very dumb rule that I also don't even know how you would keep track like you just asking for receipts at the end of every day <laughs> right. like hang on I gotta tally this up in my notes app <laughs> could you imagine Abby you go on a few dates with a guy and then he breaks out a spreadsheet and he's like Abby we've met the, met the 2k mark now it's time to put out yep. <laughs> if he's a freak in the excel sheets the, the idea of her being at the table saying you about $35 away would be hilarious <laughs> and watch how quickly he spends that $35 tiramisu please <laughs> yeah I mean I hate everything about this it's just so superficial and it's also suggesting that um, dudes just are in this for the physical part. Like, here it is, here's mm-hmm. the prize, but you got to get two grand for it. Well, you guys have said, to be fair, that that is very important. Like, you said you wouldn't want to date somebody who doesn't, like, who wants to withhold themselves from marriage. Yeah, that's not going to happen. So, right, it's, sure. it's obviously important. The, the majority of the men are pretty much in it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, I hate to say it. But yeah, let's, let's, let's keep Not it. all, not all, but a lot. The Burt Show. There are bucket list items, and apparently there are anti-bucket list items. Mm. So anti-bucket list items are items that you never want to do again or never want to do in the first place. And this is where we first heard about anti-bucket list. Oh, yes, because this is an anti-bucket list. Stuff that you don't ever want to do. You never want to do it again. I would be happy if I never saw another opera again. What would be on your anti-bucket list? I never want to milk a cow again. (laughs) My grandfather was a farmer in Shropshire and he once oh. showed me how you milk a cow by hand and it okay. kills your hands and you walk around like that for hours afterwards. Never right. again. All right, so Bert tasked all of us to come up with our anti-bucket list. Uh, these could be things <clears throat> we never want to do again or things that we don't want to do, period. Um, and I'm going to kick it off. And this is basically... Um, tell me you're on radio without telling me you're on radio. <laughs> <laughs> this is a really, 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 really easy list for me to put together. So number one, squirt lemon juice in my eye. Number two, the cinnamon challenge because I inhaled it and got sent to the hospital. Number three, get duct taped to a pole holding up a sign that says honk if you have herpes too. Oh. <laughs> um, jello wrestling with rugby players from New York. That uh, actually sounds very fun. Oh, it is, so the Jello wasn't solid; it was liquid. So we were just Jello wrestling in like Jello soup. It was so gross. Oh, were nasty. they female rugby players? Yes. Oh, that's not. Yeah, my, yeah. That's that. If that's your idea of fun, that's great. That wasn't my idea of fun. It, it's it not a Travis Kelsey looking man coming and throwing you around in a good way. <laughs> that's what I thought was going to happen. I was like, sign me up. This Put that what, on my bucket list. Spring break, Daytona. Um, and we all, myself and three friends did jello wrestling and it was the stupidest thing ever. Did you get really bruised from it too or something? I had the whole hand, her whole handprint was on my arm oh, from where wow. she grabbed me and like flipped me over and like, like literally just, I was a rag doll. Wow. A rag she doll. She take that, it easy on you. No. She did that to you. Imagine her boyfriend. Yeah. <sighs> Good luck to them. Um, <laughs> number one on the list is pose nude for an art class. I will never, ever, ever. You did that? Yeah, lost a bet on the show. Did you feel awkward or did you feel empowered? Awkward. Hated every second of it. We'll never, ever, 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 ever do it again. Okay. Which is why it's on my anti-bucket list. Okay. Do not recommend. 10 out of 10. Do not recommend. <laughs> um, and then last one, Date. <laughs> I would hope not. I am a happily married woman right now, and I hope that's the way it remains because listening to you guys, that is the last thing I want to do. Mm-hmm. God, it's miserable. All right, so Mo, it. your anti-bucket list, sir. Okay, I um, I think I'm done with the nudist colonies. Yep. I, I don't I don't want to be naked in public anymore. You went to a nudist colony? Yeah, I lost a bet also right here on the Bertram. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, remind me to never make a bet with y'all. <laughs> don't. Uh, you, no. you thought wearing a diaper was bad? <laughs> <laughs> Funny you'd bring that up, KKIO. <laughs> we should revisit our worst bet payoffs for Abby, so she knows the trauma uh, that she missed. Oh, okay, for sure. At we'll, some point, we'll, we'll we'll do we'll do a grand list of all of our bet payoffs over the years. I'm so glad this is 2023. You should be. Oh yeah. Y- y'all got to be afraid of HR. Yeah. <laughs> we actually have one now. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so I'm done with the diapers. Uh, I don't want to go camping again. Mm. I went camping once. I did not enjoy that. Uh, I don't want to be pregnant or wear heels anymore. God, God bless the ladies. That was tough.
stuff. <laughs> I don't want to climb any mountains. That's never been my thing. Um, I have been crapped on by a bird before. Ooh. I, oh, me too. You know, too? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's not fun. Surprisingly solid. Yeah, I love how they're like, it's good luck because it's such a crappy experience. Uh-huh. Like, you're like, we need to say something to make this better. And I was eating pizza at the time. Oh. And he got my pizza. No. Too. No. Me Do you think it was pizza. ranch? <laughs> no. Was it New York pizza? Yes, it was. Oh, that no. makes it even worse. Yeah, so, yeah that's I, I took a, that one was bite. Pigeon poo right there. Yeah. Having pigeon pizza. Uh-uh. Uh, drive anywhere that's more than two hours long. No more road trips for me. <laughs> oh, okay. And Fair. swim with sharks. Did it once, never want to do it again. All right. Oh, yeah, that's a solid anti-bucket list. Thank you. All right, Abby. Oh, mine are surprisingly serious. Um, the, the, but we start out lights. So the first one is I never want to eat an oyster again. The texture is so like... Bleh. It's literally like you're eating snot, except people are expecting you to enjoy it. They're mm-hmm. like, aren't these delicious? And I'm like, you're psychotic. Uh, I don't want to do anything thrill seekerish. Like, I don't want to bungee jump. I ain't going skydiving. Just I once. No, I ain't going swimming with sharks. I like being alive for the most part. <laughs> Ask me on a bad day. Maybe I'll be into it. Um, number three, I don't want to go on another date that I'm not excited about. I feel like I've mm. followed the advice of everyone being like, you know, may, give them a chance. Maybe blah, blah, blah. I'm so sick of going out with people that I'm not yeah. into. Um, and maybe I'll get to a point where I'll, I will be open minded again. But I want to be a closed minded AF for the next couple of years and just go out with people that I'm really excited about. I which, like that. which is why we didn't pursue anybody in the matchmaking um, segment, because I just if you're not feeling it, then don't force it. Exactly. Um, I never want to experience unrequited love again. I wouldn't say like I was ever in love with someone, but I definitely feel like I've had a series of people where I've been really into them and they have not been into me. And that is just sad and pathetic. So I never want to do that again. And I also never want to lose another friend to pride. I never want to put my pride above my friendships. And um, I always want to be the first to apologize and the first to make amends. So you went pride, we went nudity. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) I did did less bets than y'all. So I had to to fill the spaces. (laughs) All right, Cassie, you're anti-bucket list. We got a couple of commonalities, or I do with you guys. So skydiving, thrill-seeking, cage diving with great whites. Absolutely not. Never, literally never will I skydive. Um, climb Mount Everest. I, Mo, you said mountains specifically for me. It's Mount Everest. I no. I mean, it's why? Why would you do that? I don't understand it. Hard drugs. I have never done them, and I never want to do them. Mm. Um, I'm talking about the hard, hard drugs. Like if you think like the snowy stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, go to Australia. I wanted to go there for so long, but everything I see coming out of that country is a giant snake, a giant spider, or a tiny deadly octopus. It's just, I'm like, how do you guys survive there? It is a wild, wild land of creatures that want to kill you. Well, everyone's just like the crocodile hunter there. We think he's like a big star. He's just your Joe next door. (laughs) There was a picture in Australia of like a a shark, like a great white and a saltwater crocodile in the same shot on the beach. No, thank you. And then um, this one is more serious. Not take risks while I'm young. Like, I wish I had done more things like study abroad or like gotten out of my comfort zone more. And I look back, I, I wish I had joined a sorority. Like, I know that's not risky, but for me, it was just sort of d- depending on the sorority, <laughs> it can be a little risky. It was outside of my comfort zone, and I wish I had done those things. All right. I, I think those are all solid anti bucket lists. The Burt Show.